0: Welcome to On the Road to Faith. In these short podcasts, I will share with you how certain Bible verses and stories spoke to my heart in a practical way that goes beyond the printed word. I ask you to join me, Ray Bohax, as we sojourn together through the scriptures and come closer to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Please know that I have no formal Bible training. I am only a man that loves the Lord, but fully trusted when he said, if you seek me, you will find me. The scripture each episode explores will not be burdened with identifying chapter and verse. That is not what faith is about. Life is hard and is often filled with brokenness that produces a void that only he can fill if you let him. Thank you for traveling this path with me. When studying the scriptures, you will find that the Lord, our God, has three different types of promises that he makes to us. And we use the word promise every day, and it's in a completely different context than what the Lord, how the Lord uses it. People are used to breaking their promises. They may have good intentions at that time when they say it, well, I promise to pick you up at the airport and then when that day comes well i didn't know that the pipe in my house was going to break i didn't know i was going to get a flat tire and it goes on and on and then also in today's society and this is no disrespect to anyone that comes from a broken home or has a broken home is that the marriage vows are to many people are almost meaningless they're supposed to be a promise that a man and a woman is making to each other in front of the lord as a witness we, in the secular sense, we bring people in to witness our marriage, but we really need to have our Lord as the witness, that we make a promise in front of Him. So, what does promise mean in the Bible, and what is what does our Lord mean when He promises something? Now, this off this bothered me for a long, long time, because as anybody, as you start to make a transition from living in this world and of this world to living in this world but but to being of the lord is that there's a lot of conflict and the lord does not come and say to the best of my knowledge well i promise you this but he does not make meaningless talk so when the Lord says something in the scriptures, and also if he says something in our heart, and a lot of people don't want to recognize that or accept that, that if you have given your life to Christ, that the Lord will speak to your heart. He speaks to everyone's heart in different ways, in different times, and through, sometimes you hear a voice. Sometimes you don't hear a voice, but you know he just put something in your heart. But the take-home message here is that when the Lord states something, it is a promise, whereas people, human beings, will say, well, I promise, as I said, to pick you up at the airport. We identify our statement with the qualifier of it being a promise. The Lord does not do that. What he says in the scripture is his promise, and he cannot lie Because if you're breaking a promise in actuality, you are lying because you told somebody that you were going to do something or be there or whatever it may be. So the Lord, do not look for the word promise in the scriptures because when the Lord speaks, it is a promise. But what is interesting is that in God's economy, there are three different types of promises that he makes. And I am going to review them briefly here well first there is a promise to an individual or a nation so that promise is only valid for who it is directed towards so for instance the story of of abraham and sarah who used to be abram and sari in the bible and the lord spoke to abraham and said that he was going to be the father of all nations and at that particular point in abraham's life and sarah his wife's life they had no children. Sarah was barren, so they both laughed and they said, "Well, Sarah laughed." And so, how, and Abraham laughed also, and said, "Well, how am we going to be the father of all nations when I have no children?" So he, asked, the Lord, told him to trust in Him. And then, when Abraham was a hundred years old, and Sarah was approximately ninety years old, they had their first child, and they called him Isaac. Which means laughter, because when God told them that they were going to be, a, that Abraham was going to be the father of all nations and that he was going to have population, and basically, his, indirectly, his issue more than the stars in the sky was that they laughed. And in, I guess, it would be Aramaic uh, at the time, or Hebrew, or some version of it, is that, that Isaac means laughter. So that was a promise that the Lord made to Abraham and Sarah, and in this particular instance, depending upon which verse you're reading, write to Abraham as being the father of all nations. So that was a promise. He did not make that promise to me. He did not make that promise to you or anybody else that he made it to him. So that is a promise that is made to an individual or a nation. All right. So that is the first type of promise. The second type of promise that is in the scriptures is a promise that is a blanket promise to the whole world to all creation. So after the flood and the flood waters receded, that the Lord made a promise to all of creation, the people, the animals, everything in the earth, that He will no never again, not no longer, never again flood the earth so in the scriptures he the Lord didn't come out and say well I promise you that I'm never going to flood the earth when and and as you read your Bible you have to recognize that when the Lord says something it is a promise so he said that he will never flood the earth again, and then he shows us the rainbow after certain storms as a reminder of his promise that he will never again flood the earth. So that's a blanket promise, just like the scriptures say that the rain falls on the just and unjust man's field, all right? So that is a blanket promise to all, to every person, to all of creation on the earth. And then the third type of promise that the Lord makes in the scriptures to us, his people, is a conditional promise. And in modern terms today, in political terms, you would say it's a quid pro quo. You do this and I will do that. Well, there are conditional promises in the Bible. So that we have to meet a certain condition to receive that blessing from the Lord because a promise is a blessing. So for instance, In 2 Chronicles 7.14, it says that if my people pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear in heaven, and I'm abbreviating the verse, hear in heaven and heal their land. So it's a conditional promise to have eternal life. We have to accept our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, into our heart, and we have to repent for our sins. No matter what you have done, if you repent for your sins and accept the Lord Jesus into your heart, then you are guaranteed by the Lord because he does not break a promise, That that but that is a conditional promise. So I, I feel that we don't, as, as people, as human beings, as a, as a fallen people, we try to live in this world and we try to live in God's world and we apply what we have, the experiences we had in our life and we sadly apply them to God and we do not trust That's why one of my favorite Bible verses is Proverbs 3, verse 5, which I end this podcast with. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Because we try to, to figure things out. We try to, you know, one plus one plus one needs to equal three in our world, in our economy. But that doesn't need to equal three in the Lord's economy, the Lord's world. And we are used to people breaking promises. We are used to all so today. And it wasn't like that years ago. People always broke promises. You could go back to the Old Testament and people said things and they did not do them. But in today's world, a promise is almost meaningless when it comes from a person unless you have a relationship with that person and you've built trust in that person and you know that person is good to their word if they say that they're going to do something they will do it years ago i was taught by my father that a man's handshake is his bond that regardless of how the situation changes even if it is not your fault if you promise to do something then you have to follow through with your promise and never ever even consider reneging on your promise and sadly to many of us take that humanistic mindset even if it's deep in our subconscious and when the lord says something that we say okay fine well i guess he did not mean that promise for me or i guess he did not mean that for me and that is a thousand percent wrong because i will repeat there's three types of promises the lord makes there is a promise to an individual or a nation there are, <clears throat> there is a problem that promise not problem promise that is a blanket promise and then there is a promise that is a conditional promise, and what is truly wonderful about two of, well, all three promises are wonderful, but just like there was a promise to Abraham and Sarah to be the father of all nations, that's not as, that is not a promise to me, you know, nor thankfully, because I don't want that, all right, but the fact of the blanket promise and the conditional promise, but specifically on, I want to dwell on the conditional promise in in life if you want to be a doctor you have to go to school right you have to go to school you have to get an education you have to go to college you have to pass you have to go to medical school pass you have to pass your medical boards and then you have to go through your internship and then you become a doctor right so society says well if you do this this and this you can achieve becoming a doctor. If you want to drive a car, you have to take a, get a learner's permit. You have to go take a, a written test, and you take a road test, and if you do this, this, and this, then and you pass those tests, and then you will get, have a driver's license. The wonderful thing to me about a conditional promise is that I could be involved with it. The I, a blanket promises for everyone, and though I didn't, though we do nothing to truly, to 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 not to to, to truly uh, deserve is the word I'm looking for the Lord's mercies, but on a conditional promise. If that promise is not fulfilled, that is, I can't i can't say well lord you didn't keep your word because it was conditional all right if and that's one thing that has to happen in this nation from my perspective we go around saying god bless america do this and god bless our troops and god bless and we're all guilty of that and we mean it in our heart but do we actually actually come and and recognize second chronicles 7 14 if my people pray. To the best of my knowledge, that is the only scripture that is a promise to save a nation. If my people pray, or well, actually it is if, if my if the people that are called by my name, depending upon which, which version you read, but if my people pray that are called by my name, Christians, all right, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear with his ear, the Lord's ear, in heaven and I will heal their land. That is a conditional promise. All right. But first we have to recognize and then the other thing that comes up is that people don't want to th- want to accept the fact that they are wicked we are all wicked and sinners and we are we are in god's eyes that's what we are and people say well i didn't do this i didn't murder anybody i didn't rob i didn't i helped a little old lady across the street and yes that's wonderful that you did not do that but that is not the qualifier in god's eyes of wickedness all right so is someone more wicked than you well yes i'm not going to deny that from my perspective but we have to turn from our ways and seek the lord and if you truly love your nation and if you truly love america and if this this podcast is going around the world so if you're listening to this in germany and you love germany then you have to heed second chronicles seven fourteen and you have to turn from your wicked ways, all right? But we first have to admit that we have wicked ways. But a conditional promise: if we don't just like if we don't pass the driver's test, if we go to medical school and we fail, or we go to, we go a, a, any type of achievement that we we want to try to glean in life, if we fail, then we have to blame ourselves. We can't blame anybody else. We can't blame the medical school. We can't blame the the, the driving school or the motor vehicle bureau if we can't drive. We did not do what we were supposed to do to achieve that promise and the, the promise of saying, well, if you get past the, the medical boards and do all this, you will become a licensed doctor. Well, the Lord doesn't put us through a test. He does test us and that's going to be the part of it that's going to be another podcast, but these are conditional. He doesn't say he doesn't say, you know, well, you have to do this, 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 and this, and, and, and jump through all these hoops and do this. And I think people don't recognize, and I was guilty of it also, because when we come before the Lord and repent for our sins, I thought that I was going to have to try to sit there for well, basically for the rest of my life and think, of, well, Lord, in 1986, I did this, and in 1992, I did this, in 1979, I did this. Then in 1980, 1994, I had this thought, no that is not what repenting for our sins are our blanket repentance of our sins to and accepting christ in our heart because then it is a conditional promise of the lord if you repent for your sins he's not sitting there with a yellow pad on his throne it's oh ray you did, you forgot about that remember remember in 1978 you did this oh you forgot about that no we are coming before the lord and we are saying to him Father, we are a sinner. We have we have sinned against you. We have not lived our life the way you want us to live. Our thoughts were not always pure. Please forgive me. Will we sin again? Of course we will sin again, but we will but we will repent for that sin again. So if we truly want to save America, and I am very disappointed that the churches of this nation the evangelists of this nation do not really latch do not latch onto that promise, the conditional promise in the scriptures. And as I said, I believe it's the only promise in the scriptures to save a nation. Is that if we want to save America, we have to look first at ourselves. We have to repent for our sins. We have to sincerely want to turn from our wicked ways and we have to accept the fact that they are wicked ways not saying oh they're not so bad turn from our wicked ways then he will hear in heaven and he will heal our land and doesn't this land need healing doesn't the world need healing but that promise is for a nation and i beseech you to heed Second Chronicles seven fourteen, turn from your wicked ways, and lift our nation up to the Lord. And if we do that, He will hear in heaven, and He will heal america because it is a promise it is a promise from the lord and the lord does not break his promises so until we meet again may you trust in the lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding